Cheers, friends. Thank you today for joining me on Owning Her Seat. Today, I'm here with Sky Estroff, and we're going to discuss her journey through social media, her new show, and more importantly, how she owns her seat. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sky. Thank you for having me. This is already just a great experience. <laughs> I'm so happy. So, yeah. Sky, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. Okay, loaded question. You're already hitting me with that Barbara Walters situation. But um, yeah, so my name's Sky, and I own Sky Estroff LLC, my really creative business name. But it's because everything I do is just coming back to what I want to do. And that owning my own business gives me the freedom to do what I want to do. So I um, own a social media and marketing company, and I help clients. A lot of them are in the food space, but there are some in different kinds of work that I'm also interested in. And I just kind of help do their marketing strategy, do their social media and make them look great. So um, that's, that's my day to day. And then I also am part owner of Foodie Road Trip LLC as well, which is my show. I love it. Okay. So we are talking from you as an entrepreneur now. Yes. Where did you start? I know you started at Atlanta Eats and then from Atlanta Eats, you went to the Atlanta Food Festival. Yes. And so you've had a journey. Tell us how your journey has started from working from someone to now owning your own business. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy, like looking back over the years, how my mindset changes with each job. Really? Too. Yeah. Because it's like when you first are going out into the workforce, it's like, how are you going to get a job? Like, it's just this fear that you're not going to be employed and you're not going to have something. So like, you kind of have to work for somebody when you're first working. I for mean, sure. I think so. Some Absolutely. people are geniuses and just start out working for themselves. But for me, it made sense to work for somebody else at first. And working at Atlanta Eats, a place that was a food TV show in Atlanta, that was exactly what I was looking to do. Like my dream job, if there was an application for Food Network host and to take over one of their star spots, then I would be there. But I knew that there were steps I had to take to get there. So Atlanta Eats was like that awesome experience for that. And then while I was there, I was really just like wearing a lot of different hats. And one of them was sales and account exec work and like, I didn't love that part as much. And I liked social media a lot more. And I was seeing a lot of success doing that. So then it just made sense. Like the natural progression was to go to Taste of Atlanta, which is the or was the largest food festival in Atlanta and take over their social and just get to focus on social and marketing and then to be like the face of their company. So I could do all of my like hosting and TV stuff that I wanted to do. Which I love. So what has been an entrepreneur taught you that you feel like you didn't have working at those jobs? Oh my goodness, Erica. Okay. How many hours do you have for this? Um, Let's start with um, invoicing. No, um, (laughs) there are so many things that I've learned from it, but I think the main thing is just how to motivate myself and how to stay confident and be there for myself, like in a way that like a boss doesn't have to validate me or coworkers or a client. Like I just have to steadily put in the work and I know that I'm going to be okay. And so I kind of just have to remind myself of that. That's my mindset is definitely the largest lesson. And then there are like all the detail things of like contracts and lawyer things and invoicing and just staying organized and finding a new organizational flow with like clients and how do I keep my life afloat and find some semblance of balance. I love that (laughs) for sure. So literally when, what made you decide to go off on your own? Well, 
I wasn't sure that that was even what I was going to do. What really? I, yeah. It just like kind of came to me. What I knew was that I was at Taste of Atlanta. Yep. I was feeling the growing pains. Like I was ready to spread my wings, but I didn't know where and I didn't know what. And I knew that a lot of people were coming up to me and asking if they could like have me for full time. And I just couldn't commit to a full time position anywhere else. And I knew that that wasn't something in my, in my plans. So I started meeting with all the places that were like asking me to work for them. And then I asked if they had full time or part time opportunities available. And then once I started having a lot of conversations, I realized like, okay, I can take on some of these places as clients and I can just work for myself and just see what happens. And so once I kind of got that um, solidified that I knew that people would be able to compensate me and I could heavy on the compensation (laughs) and physically leave, um, then I knew it was time. And it just, it all just kind of fell into place because I was like actively working on it. And then the opportunities just started coming. So it sounds like you were working a nine to five and then working a five to nine. Absolutely. How did you balance that? So to all my girl bosses out there who has a full-time job, it's stressful. Mm -hmm. I'm getting emails at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Boss is not (laughs) respecting boundaries as we both know they don't. (laughs) Us as our own bosses, we do not respect Uh, our own boundaries sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. But that's okay. What advice do you give girls? who are trying to make that leap or they're trying to come up with some type of plan to exit their nine to five? What what tips or advice would you give them? I would say that it is so worth your time to explore what you want to do that makes you feel good about your life on a daily basis. Like that's pretty much the best way to invest your time that you ever could. Like I love Bravo and Real Housewives and I love watching them every night, but I could shed off an hour of that at night to work on myself so that I have a happy life. Like, so it's really just mentally prioritizing. Okay. If I spend this time at night working on myself, that's only going to help me grow as a person and find what's right for me and make my life a happy one. I would way rather do that than be miserable on a daily basis. Which makes sense. So yeah. you've been on the screen, Atlanta Unplugged. You've done yeah. a great show, Talk Foodie with me on Star 94. Yeah. We're both on Fox 5. Oh, yes. How did you first get into even media? Did you have media training? Did you like, how? what did that process look like? You know, it's so funny. Like people have always said like media training. I'm like, I don't even know what that, like is that portfolio school? Like I don't know where to find that, but no, I did not have it. Um, I pretty much like my entire life, any project, I had in school was me doing what I do now like was me talking about food like making food telling everybody about food being obnoxious of just like I love food and this is what I do and I studied dietetics in college too yeah so I have a degree in dietetics I could have been a dietetician (laughs) yes okay looking at the last last vegan Jamaican patty. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, there are all types of diets and veganism is one of them, but, um, yeah. So I like actually studied the science of food and it was so fun for me and like had to do food labs. I mean, Erica, you would have loved it. If you ever want to go back to school and get this degree, like I'll, I'll go back with you. Let's do it. Because I would have even like this food lab where, um, it would be on Mondays and it's a three hour food lab and we would bake like it would be themed. So one day would be like cheese. And so we'd all have to make a different cheese dish, all 30 of us. And then we'd have to lay it out on the buffet and we'd all have to taste some of the cheese dishes and we'd have a rubric and we'd have to, um, 
categorize like what was the texture like what was the flavor like and we'd have to learn all these words which explains why you're so descriptive now with your the way you describe food on the news and on your social media exactly so I really I would say that was one leg of my training was like actually getting a degree in dietetics and learning the nuances of food and the science behind food and then the other part was just like my natural gift of gab I guess and just like being really like talkative a lot and so it kind of just came through on screen but when I went to Atlanta Eats um like within like three months of working there I was like I want to be on camera so how can I do that and so shoot your shot bae shoot your shot it's been a lot of just vocalizing what I want to the people that can make decisions and then working hard for them so they know that I'm reliable and that's kind of how like opportunities come forward. Did you always have a voice? Like a lot of women, we don't get our voice until our late 20s, early 30s. -hmm. Did you always have a voice that you were always vocal about what you wanted and how did you find it? Well, I would say looking back, it doesn't seem like I did as much as I do now because I feel a lot more autonomy working for myself and a lot more responsibility for my life than I might have like in my early 20s or before. But I did the best I could with my voice at the stages of life that I went for through. For sure. So I do think like I still like distinctly remember meeting with like the vice president of Atlanta Eats and be like, hey there, we're going to sit down and have a meeting. <laughs> and um, just so you know, my goal is to be the host of the show. So um, I no, I, I didn't say it like that. I actually was just like, hi, can I like host a segment and I would love to do this or whatever. Um, so it's just, I, I knew if I had an opportunity that I had to take it. Like if it's dangling in front of you, don't wait. Take it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of opportunities, yeah. you have your show that's coming out, The Foodie yes. Road Trip. Yes. How exciting is that? I mean, first of all, so exciting because you're a part of it. Why, thank you. I'm so incredibly excited to see you I mean, it was such a match screen. made ahead. Yeah. So I was just thankful to be invited. Of course. Um, but yeah. it was a great time. Yeah. What was that process like? Did you just pitch a show and then they accepted it and then that was it? Or Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing like with using your voice and telling people what you want nobody's going to know what you want unless you tell them. Like you might think I'm showing my hard work in all of these ways. They're definitely going to promote me or they're definitely going to see me for this role. But unless you tell people exactly what you want, you're not going to get what you want. Speak Um, up. Yeah. Speak up. Speak up. This is the girl who wants promotion. (laughs) This is the girl who needs a raise. Use your voice and speak up. This is your sign. Yes, this is your sign. Take that right now. You can even pause the podcast, write that email, get that meeting, and then come back and listen to the rest because it's so good. But um, so with Foodie Road Trip, it definitely was not an easy process, but it's one of those things where I knew this this opportunity just does not come lightly. So I um, had met this guy who's amazing and I, you know, I'm going to keep it vague until we really release the show later this summer. But, um, I, I met this amazing producer a few years before I got started on this and we were having lunch and he was just like, well, if these are your goals, why aren't you making a pilot? Like, why aren't you making your own show? Why are you waiting for somebody to put a little fire on that? So she, yeah. And I was like, you're right. Okay. And I'm going to be honest with you, like to fund my own pilot, I was like, 
Wait, you had to pay out of pocket. Oh, I did. And it was a huge decision for me because at the time I had just taken myself to Thailand. I had just gotten myself a yoga certification. We were in Thailand at the (laughs) same time. Yes, we were in Thailand at the same time, stayed at the same beautiful hotel. Um, But I was like, oh gosh, like this is probably not the time to spend money. But then I was like, this is not the time, like this is my life and these are the things I want to invest on. And, you know, you say yes when an opportunity comes because if you start saying no to things that are right for you, they're not going to keep coming. They're not. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to just make it happen. I'm going to be fine. If I, you know, if I need to start teaching yoga with my full-time job, I will. I will make it work. So it's going to be fine. So you want to hustle for your dream. I'll, I will 100% hustle for my dream because it is so worth it. So yeah, I funded the pilot and we worked on that and it was so cool. What a great learning experience. And then um, the pilot has evolved over the years and we've had, I've taken so many meetings with national brands and local stations and like so many different ways of seeing the show. But now the second that I kind of like mentally opened up and just said, whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. As long as I'm working hard on this and I'm visualizing this for myself, then it can happen. That's when the right opportunity came with no expectations. Yeah, exactly. That's what I tell people all the time. Yeah. If you give a hundred percent with no expectations, what's meant to be is to be, but at least you can leave knowing I gave a thousand percent. Yes. I mean, we're, always aligned mentally because I think it it totally starts with your mindset to be a strong woman and to be a strong woman business owner is you having that in your head because there's so many ways like just the social norms of the world like can already knock you down of like oh you're not doing this right now oh you're not you know, whatever corporate speak is, I really don't know what that For is. Sure. So you probably don't. Need <laughs> we left it. But I feel like sometimes when you look at other people, because I mean, going up the corporate ladder, I'm not going to say it's difficult, yeah. but it's kind of like a path. You yes. know what I mean? You know, if you go from a coordinator, you're going to go to, you know, a manager yes. and it's already written. Right. Rather. And you have a manual. You know what I mean? This is what people yes. have done before you. This is what people have done after you. This is the path you take. Versus being an entrepreneurship, especially when the world of social media, there's no, you know, roadmap. I always find it so funny how people are like, you need 10 years of social media experience. I'm like, iPhone did not drop until 2007. Right. Um, that's kind of impossible. Honey. Exactly. They didn't even have Facebook ads until like, I don't know how, like seven years ago, maybe if that. So it was just like, it's so interesting because there's really no roadmap than mm-hmm. what we did. But I just know for me, when I first decided to launch my blog, yeah. I just was like, I was so nervous because when you don't know what you're doing, but you know, you want to do it, it's very hard to come up with a 30 second pitch. You know what I mean? And so, you have to be vulnerable too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you know me, I'm like super tough. I'm like, what like so literally I like I will never forget this when I was like I don't know if I'm gonna do eating with Erica and I went on this yeah. like other food blogger and he was like award-winning or yeah. whatever and I went to his blog and there was so many run-on sentences oh and gosh. it was, I was like if he can do it I totally can do it yes that night I went to godaddy.com I secured my domain and we were ready to rock and roll but it's just like I feel like when you don't have a path or it's mm-hmm. something new, you have to create your own way. Absolutely. And not to be afraid of creating your own way too. Especially because you launched the actual social media company. So yeah. how has you working at a corporate position yeah. affected or helped your entrepreneurship? Oh my gosh. Wonderful question. Um, just giving you props for that one. Thank you. But, I'm doing my best over yeah, here. I don't think that I could be at a point to 
run my own business successfully and be in this phase of mind and life and everything without the positions that I held before. Really? For sure. Like when I was at Atlanta Eats, the things that I learned, I mean, first of all, I had to learn a lot about production. I didn't know any of the like crew speak. So you were green eyed and bushy tail. Oh yes. But I was soaking it all in. I'm just like, you know, trying to learn everything and trying to like not act like I had so many questions, but just listening a lot. Um, And so I learned a lot about production and a lot about relationships at Atlanta Eats. Oh, for sure. Because I had to have so many clients. And I also, they were clients that I was like selling to. So I had to know how to uphold things, have good communication with clients, all of that. And then at Taste of Atlanta, oh my gosh, I learned how to be like so detail oriented that it would drive me nuts. Like I didn't sleep the first year I worked at Taste oh of Atlanta. God. Yeah, it was probably not great. But um, but also very great learning experience that I just was like thinking above and beyond of what needed to get done and what were kind of backup plans if something didn't work. Because when it is like a three-day food festival, there's just so many layers to things. Oh, there's so sure. many obstacles. And when there's like 40,000 people, it's just, there's a lot going it's on. So much. And when you're the only person in charge of the Instagram and the Facebook and all of the things, it's just, you have to have plans and order at sure. all times. You have to have things written and you have to have it ready to go. So I think working for Taste of Atlanta allowed me to think deeper and be prepared to take on bigger projects like foodie road trip and you know contracts and things like that that I not I would not have known just like being myself which I loving love. food you know which is nice because I think a lot of people right now we're in an era where everybody's like quit your job yeah and go start your own business but I say it all the time my previous positions I wouldn't yeah. be the entrepreneur I am if I didn't take advantage of the social media classes Absolutely. if I didn't take advantage of you know learning the back end it yes. wouldn't have it would I would have been a subpar yeah. entrepreneur yeah oh I think that's a huge point too is like you have to be on a continual path of learning. Like I'm not like all because I do what I want to do right now doesn't mean that I'm just like done. Like For sure. I have to keep doing leadership things. I have to keep doing like some sort of um, communal experiences. I mean, sure. doing things with you are always great, but like you just always have to stay involved with the community and in leadership and with like classes and things because you you got to keep your brain working and um, firing on all cylinders. I'm trying to use as much corporate speak as possible right now. You you're know, do, I'm you're just, doing, you're doing great, colloquialisms. You're yes. doing great, sweetie. So what are three tips? If I was a woman like Sky, yeah. I love what you're doing. I would love to follow on your path. Yeah. What are three tips you would give me? Ooh, that's also great. Because um, I just wrote about this too, because like I was always looking for like a how-to to get where I wanted to be. There's no roadmap and for the, what we were doing because no. the, we're the first to do it. Like, you know, yes. I mean, there's not, I remember being, this is like eight years ago yeah. when I first started my food blog. Yeah. I was like, it's going to be a food directory. You know what I mean? Right. Because a blog, when you really, eight years ago when you thought about blog, it was like, you know, dear Daria, yeah. you know, dear diary, <laughs> I went to school today and I hate everybody. It wasn't right. really like, you know, a thing. You know yes. what I mean? It was only like telling about my like dark, deepest secrets. Yes. It was like an online diary, basically 100%. what a blog was. Yeah. It wasn't really a resource. It was yeah. just a peek into someone's life and what they were doing. Right. So I find it very interesting how the world has kind of like revolved now. Mm-hmm. And the word influencer has been created yeah. more so. And I feel like influencers are trusted right now a little bit more than main media. I I agree. Well, I think it's more they're incorporated into the mix more than they would have a few years ago. Like 
things have changed so quickly. And because you were on the cusp of like getting in on the food, food blogging scene, like it's, you've seen the progression of everything oh God, because yes. like, I mean, things are when we first different. met like seven years ago, people were not willing to pay other people to come eat their food and stuff. Like it was not that way. They didn't even like us. No, they were like, no, like you, because I felt like it was something when you first start, yeah. they really didn't know what it was. Like, what the heck is Instagram? Why the heck do we need Facebook? Yeah. Like, are you with Eater? Are you with, right. were you with the major publication right. or whatever? So they were resisting anything. And new. now yeah. I feel like it's just like, they're very welcoming. So it's, Funny to see how in seven years this this could oh, change. Oh yeah. So what so advice would you yeah. give? Th- three tips you would give someone trying to follow in your footsteps. Okay. So number one, I would say whew, to keep learning. So start taking things outside of your outside job, like whether it's you know things like I've done like a yoga certification, which was on my bucket list to do, or being involved in like some sort of group or community, or sure. just saying yes to opportunities that you're given outside of work that you'd normally just be like, ugh, I just want to like put on sweatpants and like drink wine or whatever. You can still do that, but like also incorporate some amount of learning in your outside of work life. Love that. Um, And then, so that's number one, which I feel like could be like four things, but like, that's fine. I'll keep it as one. Um, Number two, I would say um, to make sure that you're like taking care of yourself at the same time and self-care is a must yes yes exactly because the more that you're self-aware and taking care of yourself the more that you know what's right for you and better decisions yes exactly like if a corporate path is the path for you amazing that's great but you need to be in your best mindset to make that decision if you want to stay in it so that would be number two and number three would be just to have good relationships with people. Oh my God. And that probably should have been my number one, but I'm glad that I still remembered it to like incorporate. For but sure. good relationships will get you everywhere in life. And not like a suck up fakey fakey relationship. No, like genuine, Genuinely, authentic. Yeah. My dad always says, like literally just test and see how people feel about people and just bring up somebody's name and yes. see their reaction when you bring it up. Yes. And sometimes I'll be like, hey Scott, you'll be like, oh. Or, right? I'll, or I'll be like, oh. You know what I mean? But good it's to so- know. I need to like, watch my like, no we're good but, but it's like, like you yeah. know especially because I feel like a lot of people feel like Atlanta's bigger than what it is and it's yeah. really not especially when you start thinking yes. about like the different niches you know yeah. what I mean so I always say like you know be a woman of your word do what you say you're supposed to do you know Absolutely. what I mean under promise over deliver and I feel like a lot of people have like kind of taken this Hollywood approach like <laughs> I've arrived <laughs> And that's not, that's not, you always have to stay humble and you have to hustle and you want to be around people who you know are reliable. Like I know when I invited you today, there was no doubt in my mind, you're going to be here and you're going to be on time and you're going to do it. You know what I mean? And there's lots of times when you network with certain people, you're like, "Uh, I don't really know. And then they let you down. So the next time someone calls and asks me like, what do you know about Carol? It's like, don't, don't, she's not going to be there. Absolutely. It's always a small world, but it's also like having good relationships is going to make you enjoy your life more too. Like the fact that this is a Monday and I get to hang out with you. And that's like my job. I was literally thinking about that driving over here. I was like, Hmm, I don't have to check in with anybody. Like, and we I don't have to lie and say like, it's a doctor's appointment on lunch yes. break or say we've been exposed to COVID right. to go do like, it's just how crazy. cool is that? Because we have said it yeah. was doctor's appointment. We, I mean, we've had, to, yeah. we've had oh. to do to leave the office. Absolutely. Like the to take interviews, stress, like in the, the hallway. Yeah. 
the well, stress. I know, exactly. So it's just like it's so much. your relationships get you far in life. Your relationships are what makes you happy as you're going through life. And it's just, you want the word on the street about you to be a good one and not to be that you don't show up places and that you're rude or anything like that. Uncooperative. Yeah. Because the streets talk. Yes. Yes. You do not want that happening. And, you know, that actually made me think about when, um, like five or six years ago, you invited me to be on a panel. And I- At Einstein's. Um, yes, and my email didn't come through with the time. So I got there an hour late, but the panel hadn't started yet. And you right. were like texting me and you're like, girl, where are you? And I was like, I'm coming. But like, I didn't think I had to be there until like 12. And then I got there and I was just like so embarrassed because I'm never- you were like beat red. I'm yeah, like, I was like, Erica, I promise this is not me. And so I thank you for giving me another chance. I love you because I love you too and like you know things like that are not a good look and don't do it if you can't help it you know but I knew it was a mix up because I've already known you but I'm like you know and it's also how you handle situations like literally I feel like a lot of people grace will take you further than any other like just being gracious and being appreciative for opportunities and I feel like I don't expect things. I have yes. no expectation. Whenever I do any type of interview, whenever I have anything, there's no expectation. What meant for me is for me and what's not meant for me will miss me. And that's just how I live my life. That's really, really great and special. And that like hits me in a real place there. It really does. Because it's just like, you have to believe in that. And then yeah. you attract things. You also don't want to come out, like your energy level is really important. I know that this like might be a little bit, you know, yeah. different kind of conversation for some people. But if you're putting out energy, that's like, I'm going to be okay. Like what you were just saying about what's meant for me will happen versus I need this. Like that kind of desperate energy, oh, that God. will not that will repel things from you. So you have to be calm, cool, collected, and confident to attract what's right for at you. At all times. Yeah. So we're dining in Atlanta. What are five restaurants we need to visit? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, like if anybody's not from Atlanta listening to this podcast, you need to come to Atlanta and eat because you cannot go wrong. Every restaurant in Atlanta is so freaking good. It's so good. And I change my mind about this like on a daily basis. It okay. just depends what I'm in the mood for. But today, just five random but today, restaurants. Just random. Okay, so like, honestly, I am normally around where I live, like in the Piedmont Heights, like yeah. Linridge area. So I'm normally Taqueria del Sol, Veruni, Napoli, Grana, Little Ray, Grindhouse. Like that area is just my jam, like over it. there. It's so good. Okay, so we have... Um, Taqueria del Sol. I love the enchiladas oh, yes. with the, with the oh, green sauce with yes. the white queso. And just Amazing. like queso in general. Just so I good. <laughs> Number two? Number two, I'll say Grana. I love La Grana, though. Yeah, they and like right that on. rooftop is spectacular. It's just cool in there. I love it. They have this wine that I get that I shouldn't get every time because I buy a couple bottles and it's a little pricey, but I love it. <laughs> Self-care. Yeah. Number three. Number three. Little Ray. I'll say Little Ray, sure. Four Fry gets it right every time. Yeah. Um, four Veruni, Napoli. I, I love the, the pizza. Oh, they, I mean. It's so good. They've just been my favorite, like, since I lived in Atlanta after college. Really? Yeah. I just, Luca, the owner, is, like, the coolest, nicest, most genuine guy. I just, like, 
he reminds me of Italy when I go in there. And I haven't been to Italy, but I'm going next summer. But like, it makes me feel like I'm out of town. And then number five? Uh, I'll say Grindhouse because... The burgers. The burgers are fantastic. It's like great patio vibes too. And I love the owner, Alex, too. And he went to Georgia, so I I, I support. Yeah, go go dogs. dogs. Yeah. Sky, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Erica. This was so fun. It was a fun job. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, own your seat.